Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, October 12th. S&P futures are trading up about 11 points. That's about 33 basis points. NASDAQ futures are outperforming dramatically. They're up about 130 points. That is about 1.1%. So, you know, we've had a brief period of cyclical value outperformance in the U.S. We'll see kind of what happens uh, with this uh, reversal this morning on the NASDAQ outperformance, but very notable um, outperformance in tech versus the broader market. The major Asian indices generally traded higher. Japan finished off small, but there was very strong price action in Hong Kong and mainland China. And the European indices are trading up about 20 to 30 basis points overall. So generally, in terms of major incremental news, relatively quiet um, weekend and then relatively quiet morning thus far. Um, you know, I think the only major real macro development as far as U.S. equities are concerned is this this pre-election stimulus excitement that came out on Friday where the White House kind of made this large proposal to Pelosi of about 1.8 to 1.9 trillion, depending on, um, you know, which report you read and how the math is being conducted. Um, you know, that was rejected not not only by Democrats, but again, by Senate Republicans as well. So, you know, as has been clear for, um, you know, for at least several weeks at this point, it's just very difficult to envision a large stimulus deal getting through Congress before the election. Um, but again, markets have been positioning now for a while. Um, they've been focused on post-election fiscal stimulus. So all the noise aside about, um, you know, negotiations going on and negotiations are still continuing. They are still talking. Again, the big focus for this market is is firmly on what happens after the election. Um, you know, the expectation is, again, that Biden will win um, and that you could possibly see a blue wave. You know, the Senate outcome is certainly a lot less clear at this point than the White House. Um, which is why, you know, I think there is some hesitation about, um, you know, trying to really position for a, you know, five trillion plus type of fiscal package in 2021, which is a combination of COVID relief plus a lot of the Biden, um, you know, fiscal proposals based on his package. Um, so I think that's the big area of debate right now. It's just what happens in the Senate. Um, but all the poll indications continue to point towards a Biden victory. You had more polls out of the weekend, having him up double digits nationally. He's leading in, um, you know, the, the the important battleground states by mid single digits. You know, some are a lot closer than that, but the ones that he needs to win, um, he has relatively healthy leads in. Clearly, um, you know, there could still be some developments in the coming weeks ahead of the election. But again, if it were held today, Biden would win, um, and and probably by a very healthy margin. Um, you know, Republicans probably have one opportunity left to really alter the course of the race with the Supreme Court. So the Barrett confirmation process kicks off today in the Senate. That is one area where, you know, I think Senate Republicans, at least Senate Republicans are hoping to use that certainly as a tailwind for them into the election. Probably more helpful for Senate Republicans, specifically Senator Graham, who's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee and is in a very, very tight race at the moment. Um, Probably going to help them more, I think, than Trump. Um, but there also is a separate Supreme Court issue with this whole, um, you know, Biden court packing question about whether or not Democrats should they win, 
should they take power in the Senate and they discard the filibuster? You know, would they look to add more uh, justices to the Supreme Court? That is a question Biden has refused to answer. Um, that could become a larger issue in the coming weeks. It could hurt him possibly. But the Supreme Court really is one of the last big opportunities, I think, for Republicans to kind of, again, alter the trajectory of this race. The debate that had been scheduled for this Thursday had, was formally canceled. The candidates will have separate events that night. There is another one on the calendar for the 22nd. Unclear if that is going to go forward. We'll have to just see over the coming days. Um, the two sides have been going back and forth about the the format for that debate. Um, so again, unclear if that debate will happen. There's no more vice presidential debate. So um, you could be finished with debates with the, with the exception of possibly one more. Um, and that is essentially it in terms of stimulus, fiscal stimulus and politics. Um, on the COVID front, you know, again, relatively consistent that you've seen the case numbers are, are um, you know, if anything, becoming more troubling in the U.S. and in Europe. Again, markets are taking it well. Um, for a variety of reasons, I think that in general, again, you're avoiding these wholesale lockdown steps that you saw in March and April, although you are seeing governments act. The UK is supposed to announce something today um, with just some, you know, some further mitigation steps to clamp down on the case increase. And then in New York, obviously, you saw last week, um, certain restrictions were imposed in certain neighborhoods. So we'll have to see all that unfolds. But you are seeing the case figures, um, again, especially in Europe, but also in the US are, are, are certainly troubling. Um I think there's also obviously a lot of vaccine and therapeutic optimism. Uh, monoclonal antibodies have become a huge area of focus in the last two weeks, with Trump claiming that he was cured by the Regeneron treatment. Regeneron CEO pushed back on that, on the phrase cure. Um, but again, I think there certainly is a lot of optimism that monoclonal antibodies could be used as some sort of a bridge until you see vaccines hit the market. Um, as far as the vaccine process is concerned, very status quo on that front. You have the four main candidates in phase three trials with Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and J&J. The AstraZeneca trial is still on hold in the U.S., so it's probably going to, you know, as you could get some data on AstraZeneca from other countries, including the U.K., but as far as the U.S. trial is concerned, that remains on hold. Pfizer is thought to be furthest along. They could have preliminary data out before the election by the end of this month. We'll have to see um, with Moderna following in November and then J&J probably um, closer to December. But certainly, um, there remains expectation that at least one of those candidates will it will surpass the FDA thresholds for efficacy um, and duration of um, the inoculation, and then that they will apply for uh, emergency use authorization before the end of this year. And I think that's another reason why you're seeing the markets absorb, um, you know, a lot of the, the the COVID case rise relatively well. Um, and then, you know, earnings will very much start to be a focus. Banks kick things off tomorrow. This week will be very dominated by banks with a couple of other one-offs. So you have J&J &J and Delta also tomorrow. Um, I sent on a preview of all the bank earnings yesterday. I think the bank earnings season is going to be very anticlimactic just because we heard from banks at the Barclays conference a few weeks ago. They were very explicit on guidance for Q3. And then they also then also, um, you know, gave some indications on Q4 guidance as well. So I don't think you're going to see any fireworks for the banks as far as real big surprises. Um, you know, the big area debate is just reserve building. You should see very minimal reserve building in Q3 after huge reserve builds in Q1 and Q2. But banks um, are not, have not been very definitive as far as what would happen in Q4 and beyond. I think a lot of that will depend again on the course of the virus, and then um, you know some of the numbers that come out as far as fiscal stimulus. So that was the message banks gave at the Barclays conference as far as future reserve bills, and I'm sure they'll probably reiterate that again at this event. Um, I'm sorry, on, on the earnings calls 
in the coming weeks, just because not much has changed since the Barclays conference. Um, so that is kind of the broader overview of, of what's going on in the world this morning. Um, the calendar today is super quiet. You know, bond markets are closed for Columbus Day. Equity markets will be open. There are no equity data scheduled in the U.S. There are no earnings scheduled in the U.S. Um, you do have the Supreme Court confirmation process kicking off. Um, that starts today. It will continue this week. And then Trump is going to be resuming campaigning today. He has an event scheduled in Florida. Um, and that is essentially everything for Monday. Thank you for listening.